When you bring together people with such diverse experiences to tackle important problems, it's amazing how good ideas tend to come to the surface more quickly. Welcome to Well Said, the official storytelling podcast from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Each week, we're telling the exciting and interesting stories of the students, faculty, staff, and alumni here at Carolina. This week, we're talking to Dr. Jonathan Parr, an assistant professor in the Division of Infectious Diseases at the Department of Medicine. He's going to tell us the story of how Carolina researchers, people from the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and other partners came together to use those good ideas to fight poverty as a global health issue. I chose to come to UNC for several reasons, but uh, one of them was that I was aware of the research being done by this group and very much wanted to be a part of a team that brought together scientists who were comfortable working at the laboratory bench and also comfortable answering questions using more classical epidemiological approaches. Jonathan brings his own expertise to the table. He's done extensive research on infectious diseases of poverty, such as malaria and hepatitis. These are called diseases of poverty because they disproportionately affect people in poor communities across the state and around the world. Aside from doctor and professor, Jonathan also calls himself a physician scientist. As a physician scientist, I have the rare opportunity of moving from the bench to the bedside. I have the pleasure of seeing patients in the hospital and the clinics and also doing research. This means that I split my time roughly one quarter to three quarters clinical care and research. But what gets me going is using new findings, using new technologies to directly impact people. And when I travel to the Congo or when I care for patients in UNC hospitals, being able to put a, a face on the problem to think about individuals or individual families who could benefit from the type of science we're trying to do is most compelling to me. Traditionally, physician scientists would be designing clinical trials, like if there's a new cancer drug coming out or a medication to treat heart disease. But for Jonathan, researching diseases in areas of poverty requires a different approach. My research focuses primarily on malaria and viral hepatitis. Malaria is extremely uncommon in the United States, as you know. Uh, not that long ago, it was a problem here throughout the U.S. and even in North Carolina. Uh, but now, most malaria cases we see are in returning travelers who didn't take protective medications when they traveled to Africa, for example, and then uh, a week after getting back, they get fever and we discover that they have malaria. My malaria research doesn't take the traditional translational research definition because I'm not treating patients with malaria every day. We do treat them sometimes, but it's not, not common. The, the more important way that my clinical practice informs my research is that any question I'm seeking to answer, whether it's on the wards or in the lab, tends to be focused on the individual patient. Jonathan's focus on the individual patients he works with also translates into his research. He's been working alongside a team of scientists at Carolina to investigate hepatitis B and C in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. So in the Infectious Diseases Epidemiology and Ecology Lab, or IDEAL, here at UNC, a group of us came together to think about how we could use high-quality science to impact the lives of the poor. The 
researchers I work with use a variety of approaches to answer this, including classical epidemiology. We benefit from working with extremely qualified and smart students from the Gillings School of Public Health here at UNC, uh, also to applying cutting-edge genetic and next-generation sequencing approaches to study the evolution and transmission of drug resistance. This brought Jonathan and his colleagues to the Congo, just after a countrywide health survey was completed. The team was responding to a request from his partners there to help understand the effect of hepatitis C across the country. At the time, the Congolese were well aware that there had been a bonanza of new curative hepatitis C drugs coming to market, yet none of these drugs were available in country. They very reasonably said that in order to have any chance of bringing these drugs into the country, they needed to get a handle on how big of a problem hepatitis C was countrywide. Jonathan and his team in the Congo knew it was important work, and in collaboration with Abbott Diagnostics, performed the first ever countrywide survey of hepatitis C. This project was groundbreaking, not only because of the sheer scale, but also because it was initiated by the Congolese. While Jonathan would tell you that this type of survey wasn't quite what they were built to do, he was excited to work on this vital project. From a scientific and method standpoint, it was a compelling project for me because we were able to use methods we had applied to other organisms, use infrastructure that was already available for another disease, and bring those together to answer a question that mattered. Jonathan and his team had surveyed an entire country in hopes of better defining the effects of hepatitis C in the Congo. With the data, the team was able to create a map that displayed where the virus was more common and less common. We found that approximately 1% of subjects in our study, all of these were adults older than 40, had hepatitis C virus circulating in their blood. This was lower than what we expected based on prior published reports, but I think it's important to note that it's very similar to the prevalence here in the United States, and I think makes a strong case for why hepatitis C drugs should be made available in the Congo. Unfortunately, they are still not available, but my hope is that this data can be used by the Congolese and by us to advocate for those drugs to be brought into the country. The interesting follow-up to this story is that in the process of conducting this survey of hepatitis C, the Congolese again said, hey, you're doing this study of hepatitis C. Uh, what about hepatitis B? We think we have a real hepatitis B problem. Can you help us get at that? So the team talked it out and said, sure, why not? Members from IDEAL, the Department of Geography, and the Department of Pediatrics used a similar technique to gather and map hepatitis B data in the Congo. This time around, we found especially high prevalence throughout the country, around 3% countrywide, with higher rates in specific regions. And the most exciting part of all of this is that in the process of generating these findings, we found an opportunity to implement a project aimed at improving the treatment of hepatitis B in the Congo. For those of us in the United States, the hepatitis B vaccine is common. It is effective in preventing mother-to-child transmission of the disease at birth. In the Congo, this vaccine isn't as common. Jonathan and his team set out to change that. This project is an interesting opportunity for us as a lab group because we have not traditionally done implementation science. But the Gillings Innovations Lab here at the Gillings School of Public Health had an opportunity for groups 
to directly translate their research findings to make an impact on the ground. And so what we are hoping to do with the launch of a new study, the AVERT-HEP-B study, hopefully next month or at least this fall, is to very simply implement proven effective guidelines-based interventions at the two largest maternity centers in Kinshasa, DRC, to give birth dose hepatitis B vaccine to prevent transmission, and also at the same time to leverage the existing laboratory infrastructure to identify pregnant women at especially high risk of transmission and to give them protective treatment that would lower their viral loads and we hope prevent transmission at birth. For Jonathan, this experience was more than uncovering information about hepatitis B and C in the Congo. So to me, this is a a beautiful example of doing research the right way, meaning that you use the tools that you have available, you look for opportunities to innovate. In this case, we sought to do high throughput detection of hepatitis C and then later hepatitis B using existing simple filter paper samples to answer questions that the Congolese Ministry of Health cared about and then immediately in real time think about design interventions to deploy effective therapies, to deploy vaccines, and to start digging into questions about what it would take to implement these interventions on a small scale in Kinshasa at these large maternity centers, but then later, more importantly, to do it at the country level, which would certainly be a challenge, but I think is a challenge worth pursuing. It's become increasingly clear that team science is essential to survival in a a competitive research environment. So from a very practical standpoint, working together is beneficial to everyone because you can support each other, not only financially, but also through rapid exchange of new discoveries, new technologies, and information. This means that if I'm thinking about the design of a new study for malaria, and there's a technical issue that I'm struggling to work through, all I have to do is walk across the lab or across the hallway to sit down and troubleshoot with my colleagues, all of whom have varying degrees of experience, different arenas of expertise. And this allows for real-time troubleshooting and a really exciting synergy of ideas. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Well Said, the official storytelling podcast from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. If you have a great story idea for Well Said or would like to let us know what you think of the show, send us a tweet at UNC or shoot us an email at wellsaid at unc.edu. Well Said can be found online at unc.edu and wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love if you subscribed to the show and left us a review. See you next week.